Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show. We're in Square Gators, of course. Cranbourne Cup Day, Tatura Cup Day locally as well. We've got the harness racing. We'll have a look at the week that was locally. Melton's got the Breeders' Crown Finals happening tonight. We've got Kembla Grange with the gong. We've got Sandown, the Melbourne Cup, each in the Boltrice uh, Finals, which Dan Hibbard, the voice of RSN, will be calling. How are you, Dan? I'm all right, stats. Uh, I'm not bad for an old bloke. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, a busy couple of days, and it gets even busier tonight with... Uh, a massive night and I should say happy birthday. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, another uh, another year in the book. So uh, uh, and OBE obviously in the mail uh, come January. <laughs> come the Australia Day. Uh, well, honours. Geez, that'd be that'd be nice, but no, un- unlikely at this stage. But no, uh, uh, yeah, another birthday, and uh, yeah, it's always uh, always fun having the birthday on the uh, the best. Uh, the best day of the year from a, a greyhound racing perspective and getting to call the uh, the best night of the year at Sandown. So looking forward to that. Yeah, well, my last birthday, I actually got a telegram off the king. No, I'm not that old. <laughs> not I'm that not, old. I'm not three figures yet, not Dan, but uh, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm approaching. <laughs> getting <laughs> we, there. We have about 44 Get, years ago, go. but anyway, do the maths on that. <laughs> if he, You can work out how old I am. But yeah. uh, the week that was locally, Dan, harness-wise, uh, Pretty big week, a big card at Shepparton during the week as well. Yeah, it was a good card at Shep. We'll uh, be able to uh, crack through the winners there. But it was on the on the whole, it was a pretty uh, a, a relatively quiet week. There wasn't too many meetings around the traps, but there were from what we uh, did have, there were some really uh, inc- uh, really good performances. Uh, obviously, we go back to last Saturday night, the Breeders' Crown semi-finals, and uh, Mark Pitt and uh, Dave Moran made it their own uh, their own uh, venue last Saturday night. Mark drove six winners. Uh, for the Knights, uh, Dave Moran drove a double and uh, they just dominated uh, the nine races that were on the car. The uh, The only one that they didn't win was won by Catch a Wave with uh, Annie and Kate Gath combining, but they drove all the other winners on the program. So it was a... Uh, it was, I apologise, I missed one there. It was uh, James Herbertson drove another winner as well. So uh, still a, a great night of racing there, the, the semi-finals. I think we did get the quaddy, didn't we, last week? Stats, I don't think the... The quaddy didn't pay a, a ridiculous yeah, amount. Yeah, I don't think it paid a ridiculous but, amount. Um, we might have got a, a small, uh, a small profit, if anything. But it was uh, Dave Moran drove t- uh, Timmy Richter to win. Uh, it was most impressive in its effort. And Draw a Dream was uh, also very good. Uh, a good win for the two-year-old filly. Uh, Mark Pitts. Uh, well, he had the the, the smorgasbord of uh, top-class uh, runners for Emma Stewart Stable. Very Pretty was a, a strong winner of the two-year-old, uh, the first race, the two-year-old Philly semi-final. Uh, he then won on uh, Perfect Class in the three-year-old Colts and Geldings and Oliver Dan in the other semi-final, so he drove both semi-final winners there. Uh, and then he uh, had Fiamma, who was dominant, winning the uh, the four-year-old Mayors Championship. Uh, Major Delight ran, uh, was a dollar oh five, went one fifty six in scoring in the, in the three-year-old semi and then he won the last two-year-old Colts semi with uh, Nathan Street with uh, for Freddie Tabor. And I'm uh, just having a, a quick uh, double check of the, the results. He drove Captain Ravishing, who ran second, and he drove Eureka Joe, who ran second as well. So the uh, the only race where he uh, wasn't uh, 
um, yeah, wasn't in the in the in the money. Was uh, uh, he ran a, a fifth and a and a four a fifth and a fourth in a couple of the other semi-finals. So he's in a massive night, uh, Mark, and that uh, was great to see. Uh, on a pretty uh, easy night from a punting perspective, a lot of shorties getting home there. The uh, meeting we go back to Shepparton on Thursday. Uh, the nine race card there Thursday night. Pete Mitchell won the first. Another win for Dave Moran, who's been driving extremely well of late. Uh, this one worked forward to the lead. 159 was the mile rate. Pretty comfortable victory in the end. I think it's a couple of races he won now at uh, Shepparton. Does a good job. Rome was really good from a bad draw, and so was B, good scout. They will certainly be two to follow out of that race. They uh, really didn't have much chance from those uh, poor barrier draws. When they draw well, uh, they're going to be uh, very competitive in that class. Rock the Tableau won for Lisa Pitt. Uh, good effort to score. Narrow victory, but a victory nonetheless for this three-year-old. Uh, two minutes point three was the mile rate. Season hero broke its maiden for Clive Dalton. Dave Moran in the cart. Odds on favourite. Uh, led, then was unable to hold the lead with the Binalong Bay. Was keen to get past it. Took a trail. Uh, looked a little bit vulnerable coming off the back straight if uh, Binalong Bay didn't get it to the sprint lane, but it did. Charged through and was much too good in the end. 156.7. Uh, our ultimate Gracie won the two-year-old for Kate Hargraves. Lisa Miles taking the drive. Uh, short price favourite just walked out in front. They went 66.7 the half, the opening half, and then sprinted home. 23.6 was the mile rate. Rakiro Slammer was a strong winner of the next uh, for Julie Douglas and Jack Law. Powered out from Barrier 6 to lead and just got home over Son of the Shark and Azor Ahai. The 6 was won by John Wayne for Julie and Douglas and Jack Law once again. $3.40 favourite. Uh, again, worked forward and found the front. 155.8. Always Loxley was good in second. Lil's Nightmare ran third. Mission Roy was a good winner for Glenn Bull and Sean O'Sullivan. Uh, it was able to win over Jillaby Peach and Sunstar. Two minutes point five was the mile rate there. Bustle and Brody won its fifth race in a row for Tony Zaria and Ben Zaria. Was an odds-on favourite. Um, worked forward uh, from a bad draw and just took over at the going down the back straight and was able to kick clear. Looked as a couple of times as if he might break under pressure, but he was able to keep it together. Ben and got the horse home for a fifth victory in a row. And the last was won by Crookwell Eyes for Stephen Duffy, Cody Rottenberger taking the drive. Uh, came off the 20-metre handicap, uh, was clearly the best horse in that race on f- current form in any case, uh, and just powered to the lead. Only won by a neck. The margin was probably a little bit uh, less than uh, it uh, may have been. It was pretty. She was pretty kind to Crookwell Eyes over the last little bit, but got home to score another victory for the Duffies, who are having an excellent run at the moment. Wagga yesterday was the last of the uh, the local flavour uh, of uh, runners. Um, Luke Bryant took uh, Franco Novelist up to Wagga and it won again in 155. Taylor Osmond took the drive. Um, had to go back from a wide draw but uh, got a nice uh, trail forward and was able to power home to score. So a very, yeah, very good win there for Franco Novelist in race number eight there at Wagga yesterday. So a skinny week, but uh, plenty of uh, plenty of good racing on, plenty of good uh, performances at Shepparton during the week, and um, it uh, sort of paves the way now for a massive night there at Melton with the the finals uh, of the Breeders' Crown. Uh, there should be good racing there tonight. I don't think there'll be as, uh, as um, too many as short price favourites uh, as we as we saw last week, but uh, hopefully we can find a, the multi, get the quaddy as well, and. 
We've got uh, good racing coming up through the week. We've got uh, Achuka coming up on Wednesday. So don't think that it's on a, a Wednesday night uh, this week, but it's a Wednesday meet, a rare, a rare day meeting at Achuka is the next uh, the local meeting uh, to look forward to. Yeah, and I was hearing a lot of talk during the week on RSN about the short price favourites and the dominance of certain trainers in the harness racing world currently and trying to make it a more attractive proposition for people to come along and, and have a look at the product. Yeah, and it's the 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 MSU is obviously the 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 big player there, and they set all their horses for this series. The the two series that they set the horses for are the Breeders' Crown and the Vic Bread, uh, and obviously they're the the big uh, the the big futurity races that the state has for the season. And, but and this is no knock on MSU. Oh no, no like, they just these are the these are the the races that they they go for because obviously they've got the good money. Uh, they have a lot of good stock, and a lot of the times they've got. Uh, you know, three, four, and five horses potentially more in, in in finals, and that's just because of the the quality of the stock that they have. So um, it does uh, make it a little bit uh, it can make it a bit unpalatable for some, um, but you know you've got to you've got to reward them for uh, uh, the effort that they put in to win those big races. They love winning the sires, the Vic, the Vic Bread size races, and they tip their but, money in, don't they? Yeah, and they love winning the the Breeders' Crown. So you can't knock them for that. Uh, that's where they they really work their horses as two and three year olds. It's probably the only thing that you don't you you do notice is that they don't have a a ridiculous amount of open class free for all horses um, because they race their horses when they're two, three, and four uh, to really uh, you know uh, get their uh, get the good wins. Uh, and if they're obviously if they're stallions, they go off to potentially can go to stud, or if they're uh, good mares, they usually will go off to the breeding barn. So. Um, it's just just the way they operate, but they do a, a, a fabulous job and they get plenty of winners, that's for sure. All right, Dan, we'll go to the break, have a look and try and find a winner at Melton and at all other venues as well in the Gallops and Greyhound Spear. As always, gamble responsibly. The Marupna Golf Club, home to the Goulburn Valley's only full-length driving range and it's open to the public seven days a week. Yep, that's right. You don't need to be a member to use the driving range. But with some of the best value for money golf memberships on offer, why not take the plunge and join with unlimited golf all year round? Come and meet our PGA pro, Ben Weatherly. Need a lesson? Yep, Ben's got you covered there too. You're welcome here at the Friendly Club. The Marupna Golf Club. 1FM sponsor. Albury Antiques Shepparton's flash sale is on now. Save 30% on all furniture, clearing French, English, German and Australian antique furniture, all 30% off. Be amazed at our range and delighted at our prices. Hurry in to Albury Antiques Shepparton's 30% off flash sale, 159 High Street. Station sponsor. Let Merit Funeral Services take the stress out of your funeral arrangements. Whether you're looking to prepay a funeral, arrange a bond or pre-arrange a complete funeral, Merit Funeral Services are just a phone call away. They can even come direct to you anywhere across the region to help walk you through the process each and every step of the way. With more than 40 years industry experience, expect nothing less than service and advice that exceeds your expectations. Let Merit Funeral Services take care of everything. Phone 58251651. 1FM sponsor. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one-stop for all your sports news. My favourite time of the week where you try and find a winner on the Super Saturday Sports Show. As always, gamble responsibly. Dan, let's go to Melton for this big Breeders' Series finals this evening up there at Melton. Yeah, good, uh, a good night of, uh, of racing for the three, two and three-year-olds predominantly. 
And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a cracking night. There's a few shorties, as you would expect, given the way the barrier draws have panned out. But hopefully we can uh, find a, uh, find the multi in a quaddy tonight. The quaddy, uh, the multi starts race three, number four, not as promised for uh, for Nathan Dawson, Queensland trotter, who won the derby uh, at a massive price. But he had really good form. It wasn't a fluke. Let's be frank about it. It wasn't a fluke that he won. Uh, he came out and won his heat of this series at uh, Maribor in fine style as well. He's drawn four. I think he'll lead. It'll be very, very hard to beat here in a race that uh, the locomotive is the obvious danger. But drawn 12, he's going to need a bit of luck early on to get through the traffic. Um, he is good enough to win the race, but uh, I would have preferred him out in front. Uh, but I think you're going to get not as promised out in the lead, and I think he's going to be really hard to beat. So race... Uh, race three, number four, the first thing into race four, number three, rocking with attitude for David Miles. It's virtually a toss-up for mine between it and She's a Wish for uh, local Neville Pangrazio and uh, Nathan Jack taking the drive. I've just gone with the rocking with attitude. I think she might lead if she gets to the front. Um, she can certainly dictate the terms. She's been the best three-year-old trotter of her uh, of her generation. Uh, by a long way, she's won 16 of 25. She's won multiple Group Ones, closing in on 300,000 in stake money. So it's a, a fantastic uh, career that she's put uh, put on her CV, and uh, I think she can get to the front and win. She has it been a little easy uh, on the fixed odds, but I think she's uh, she's the one to beat. Um, money, there's been money for she's Ruby Roo. She's a wish she's drifted out a little bit, but I'm going with rocking with attitude. So the multi is race three, number four into race four, number three. So pretty easy to remember, I would have thought. Uh, and around the $4 mark, $4.50 mark, I think, something like that, Stats, if, you'll, uh, if you've got that For up. For that uh, all up. Yeah. Yeah, it is $4.76, yeah, so the, the, powered up four ninety six. So not a bad little, uh, little uh, way to kick the night off. Quaddy, relatively easy, I would have thought. I haven't got it. It's a, a pretty cheap one tonight. First league's the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. Numbers here are one, two, and five. Uh, Timmy Richter's obviously the favourite, but Nathan Street was impressive in winning its heat. Stormrider's got the plum draw as well, so I think they're the, the top three in the market, and they're obviously the key three players. Whoever gets the best run will probably win it. Second leg, two-year-old fillies, two chances here in the, the Emma Stewart pair. They both won their semis. Very pretty and draw a dream. Uh, you really don't know. You can't really just... Narrow it down between either. They've got picket fence form. Very pretty's had four starts and won the lot. Drawer of Dreams had six starts and won the lot. So uh, it's that sort of race. They, they should dominate, but I'm just not sure which one will win. Uh, so obviously you have to take them both. Third leg uh, is the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. One out here with number two, Oliver Dan. Uh, should lead and just be too good, I would have thought. Uh, one is semi-final in very easy fashion. And if he leads again, he'll be just too good for them in the final. And the last look at the quality, the numbers here are four and six. This is the three-year-old fillies. Joyful and major to delight. They're clearly the top two. You could throw Sweet Bellary number five if you wanted to. I've left it out, but uh, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't mind. I uh, wouldn't be too uh, worried if you threw it in. So four and six in the last seat. So the quality, one, two, five, into two and three, into two, into four and six. Cost you $12 for 100%. Of the dividend, uh, but uh, you can always take it for a little less if you so wish, and hopefully we can return a profit on uh, a pretty skinny quality there at Melton tonight. I've taken it for 12 tonight, yep. not today, Dan, for tonight. 100%. And, uh, sorry about that. I left the news <laughs> line on there, but I uh, don't usually do that during 
this show, but yeah, I've just done it for the hundred percent yep. tonight. No, it's a real, I, I would I'd be surprised if we're not we're not around the mark in the quality there tonight. No worries, Dan. Let's have a look at the greyhounds. Of course, Melbourne Cup heats, bold heats treats. Uh, your uh, heats, I should say, uh, sound like a chocolate, didn't it? Bold uh, trees treats. <laughs> Uh, gave uh, Brian Nisbet some chocolates this morning for 500 shows. But Sandown the night we're talking, Dan. The first gets underway there at uh, 6.34 this evening. It's a 12-event program. Like I said, four heats of the bulk trees, the Melbourne Cup heats, uh, eight heats of that. Going to be a cracking evening. Yep. And very open fields as well. Yeah, it's, it's the best night of racing for the year by a long way. You often have programs where there might be two or three good races. Well, this one you've got 12. They are really good heats. So the, the Bold Trees heats are the first four races over the 7.15. Uh, first and second go through to the finals. And then the Melbourne Cup heats, the winners are the ones that go through to the finals. So um, my some uh, some selections throughout the course of the night. The, the, out of the Bold Trees heats, Palawar King's going to be hard to beat in the first. Uh, Zohar Bale is going to be awfully hard to beat in the second heat. My best of the night, best bet of the night comes up in the third. It's race three, number two, Moraine Susie uh, for Brendan Purcell. I think she is going extremely well in her last few runs. She's won one out of four, but has been, and that win was at the Meadows, but she was second there last time out in the uh, in the Top Gun. She was last turning for home and roared home for second. I think she'll get a beautiful run from box two, and she's going to be awfully hard to beat. And she's around the $3.40 mark, so you're not getting a, a, a very short price about her. I think she is the, the class dog in that heat. So uh, race three, number four, uh, race three, number two, Moraine Susie, the best of the night. The um, the fourth heat of the the, um, the uh, Bold Trees is race four. Pearly Tears will be the hardest to beat in that one. The Melbourne Cup heats, races five to 12 tonight. Um, the the just absolutely ridiculous quality in the in these fields. A few of them have drawn tricky, which is going to make it harder for them. But if they get through, they're going to make it uh, a little bit easier for themselves in the final. Um, the first of the heats is race five at, at eight o'clock. Race six is the second heat. Wow, she's fast is the one to keep an eye on here for obvious reasons. Um, she gets a low draw. I think she's going to follow the one who will get out a bit quicker than her. And if she's on its tail into that first turn and has got clear air, she should get her way, make her way through to the cup final, uh, and which would be a, a great for the sport to see her come back. And uh, are you and surprised get... at the odds? Oh, no, $2.20? that's a, that's. A, I wouldn't. You wouldn't want to be taking any shorter than that. Uh, she might get out a little bit towards the towards the, the race time, but I think that's about her right price um, in that sort of heat because the quality in that field is nowhere near as strong as what she's she obviously races against. Um, throughout, throughout the other heats, Flying Zulu in the seventh race is going to be hard to beat from box one, but Jay is Jay is my tip there, number four. The last look at the Quaddy, Big Energy, who won the shootout last week, should be winning this heat. He's probably one of the locks of the night in terms of being able to win and go through to the cup final. Uh, for, uh, the ninth heat, oh, heat five, tough race. Um, I ended up going with Yachi Bale, the defending champ. If he's close enough going down the back, he'll be, uh, he'll be right there at the finish. Postman Pat's going to need a lot of luck in his his heat heat number six, but he was uh, a little underdone last week. He'll be fitter tonight, and I think he'll be hard to beat despite the draw. And the last two heats, Victor Damien's going to be hard to beat in from box three. Give Scalacci a decent chance if it can find its best form. And Hector Forley, I reckon, is a massive chance in the last heat. He's a $5 chance. Uh, he's drawn the eight, but I reckon if he can get near enough to the fence into the first turn, He'll be right there at the finish. So an amazing night, and I can't wait to start uh, start the calling and I'm looking forward to 
12 of the best races of the year at Sandown tonight. Let's go horse racing to Tura Cup today. Dan, and of course, it is on when we have a look at it here at Soft 5. Uh, the first of eight gets underway at nine minutes to one o'clock this afternoon. The cup itself is race seven. Look, there's a really shorty in the race, Soaring Eagle. In fact, it's a dollar forty-five and nine to twenty on in the old. I'm suggesting that uh, we take a Quinella. So race seven, number six, Soaring Eagle, and race seven, number one, Soldier of Love, at around seventeen dollars. Just add three dollars on the Quinella, and hopefully we might get the Quinella paying three or five dollars there uh, for the Quinella. Yeah, and it's obviously that's as short as uh, you're going to see in the, in anywhere around the, the country this afternoon. Uh, it might obviously it'd be an anchor in in a quaddy or something like that if you want to take that. I'm just having a look at the other leagues. The other leagues look fairly open, so you could nearly work it into a work it towards a treble with taking it one out in that third leg and work around it with the other three legs. So good luck to the Datura Racing Club there. Yeah, today. hopefully it's a good. I hope it's a good crowd. The weather should improve. Um, the weather, the rain certainly didn't help us last night, but hopefully they'd uh, plan for that and uh, it's hopefully they get a a good crowd there this afternoon. Cranbourne Cup Day, it is, of course, it is race nine on the card at five o'clock this afternoon. Ten race program then. Uh, their standalone uh, meeting. Look, I like to Cranbourne race nine, number one, pounding. I think it's... Uh, I think it's getting in its right distance range now, pounding. And I just love the Nolan Moody combination, of course, the Black Caviar combination. The other one I'm going to have something on is race nine, number five, Charter House as well. Was disappointing in the two rack, but uh, Ma Eusis and Declan Bates, who uh, really stormed in on the carnival there and at springtime at Flemington, I just, I can't let it go at $16. I've got to have something on it. Yeah, I like pounding from uh, for the the top weight, but I reckon Just Folk's a massive chance. Um, he was uh, fourth at the Valley last time out. Uh, wasn't all beaten all that far, and second at Flemington the run prior uh, behind Tamerlane. So I think his form line's good, uh, decent enough price. About him. you can back him each way to on uh, each way with confidence. There, I think he's a decent chance. Just Folk in the cup. In the Patchy Cat, I'm taking two of them. I'm taking. Race eight, number two at Cranbourne, and race eight, number six, Rich Fortune at Cranbourne. Very open race, $4.40 the field here. Yep. Um, the top weight is, is going to go around. I just heard that on the radio before that uh, unless there was some more rain, they were going to scratch it, but it'll go around. I probably don't want to be touching it on uh, on the softest ground anyway. But uh, Midwest is going to be hard to beat for the Freedmans and Ben Allen. Um he just uh, he'll he'll get out and run, and he just whether he's got enough left at the back end. Uh, if he's got a, a lead on them, it might be hard for those ones at the back to make ground. But a tricky race, particularly over the thousand metres. Soft five at Cranbourne there today. Let's have a look at Kem Lagrange, the Gong. Uh, got the Warrior as well up there, but the Mercury Illawarra Mercury gone, uh, gone. What a time honoured paper that is, <laughs> the Illawarra Mercury. Uh, yes. Anyway. Kembla Grange on a heavy eight. Race seven, number three, Oscar Penko for me. But I'm going to have something on race seven, number 11, Waterford as well. Yeah, it's it's hard to gauge how this track will play, especially that later in the day. They've had a fair bit of rain up there by the looks. Oscar Penko is going to be hard to beat. But I think Denonator Jack's got to be some sort of hope for Ma Eustace. Jason Collett um, has one on the soft. Heavy's probably no issue for it either. So it's probably the one that will uh, come into its own on a wet track. 
And up there at Ascot today on a soft five, their carnival's getting underway now big time. The railway stakes, of course, culminates in the, uh, of course, New Year's Day Perth Cup as well. But um, I'm with William Pike. You've got to be Pikey on race eight, number seven there, uh, Aspira. I think that's how they pronounce it. William Pike uh, for the Williams camp there. Uh, looks like a local play in the railway. Yeah, Tuvalu's going to be hard to beat despite uh, the the top weight there. If you're having a play there at Ascot, obviously just keep an eye out for the uh, any stewards' uh, notes because of the the weather over there. They're trying their best to make sure that meeting go, goes ahead, but I think the weather's playing uh, havoc over there with the heat. So, uh, But I think Tuvalu's got to be a, a big chance, as well as uh, William Pike there on the seven. So, uh, But it's a, a really tricky race, that railway always is. It's a great handicap. And at the bottom of the weights here, I'm going to have something on 16 in that race as well, the Velvet Queen. Just $2 is a bit of a saver for my $5 win on Aspira. Wasn't a bad run in the Lestier, so you can, even though it's drawn the car park, it's $21. no weight on its back could get, be getting home quick. No worries, Dan. I'll let you go to your birthday celebrations. <laughs> Thank you. Good luck calling it Sandown this evening. Thanks, mate. Don't go jumping out of any cakes at the dogs. No. Not. And uh, we'll do it all again next week for the third last show of the year, Dan. Th- thanks, Dan. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter. And tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye. <laughs>